going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello again, and welcome to Smart TV, the Radio Times podcast, where I give you a quick tour of the big TV for the week ahead. Uh, My name's David Butcher, and as always, I'll be running through a bunch of shows to watch and one to miss. It's as simple as that. It's my personal take on what's out there, but I'm hoping there should be something for everyone. This week, one of the things I always think TV does very well is bring us nice human warmth. And as it happens, this week, there's a lot of warming, charming, lovely television, which is good. You don't just want the cool, edgy stuff. You want the cosier stuff, too. I certainly do. Perhaps that's something we need a bit more at the moment. And this week, we've got it in spades. Having said that, I'm going to start with something that, on the face of it, is very cold indeed. I'm talking Frozen Planet 2 on Sunday 8 o'clock, BBC One. Now, this is, of course, it's a sequel to the BBC's natural history blockbuster from a decade or so ago. Once again, we're going to the icy wastes near the poles where everything is white and incredibly cold and extreme, but there are still amazing creatures who manage to survive. Uh, And David Attenborough's voice glides over it beautifully. And he adds the dimension of yes... This is all extraordinary, but we're never allowed to forget that it all hangs in the balance. We keep seeing polar bears or seals uh, and whales and so on, and we see how magical they are, and then Attenborough tells us how climate change is clobbering them. And it's not really frozen planet anymore, it's rapidly defrosting planet, and we see lovely, cute baby seals who are stranded on little melting ice flows uh, and polar bears who are starving and so on. And it's very 
bittersweet. It all comes with a real edge of, of sadness and alarm, really. But for all that, some of the moments of drama in there are, are remarkable. There's one example. In the first episode, we see there's this one shot where killer whales are hunting a seal. They're sort of stalking the seal that's lying on a block of ice and the killer whales have to work out how, if they can dislodge it, get it off the, the lump of ice. And we see the female leader of the sort of matriarch of the pod of killer whales. She just kind of rises out of the water almost vertically with her big eye just looking at the seal and sizing it up. And it's very it's a, it's a haunting moment. It's really weird. Uh, there's a lovely scene in episode two where, we sit, where we, these two adults polar bears are just playing together they're just skating around on the ice and and sort of ragging each other it's magical so it's great i don't think every for my money every natural history unit series recently has been an absolute winner but this there are very powerful parts of it and a few surprises too which is always good plus the uh, best of all for my money there are narwhals uh which are those you know whales with the big long horns like unicorns uh, and the fact that they exist and that we can very occasionally see footage of them is still a thing of wonder, really. So don't miss Frozen Planet 2. That's Sunday on BBC One. Just after that, incidentally, on BBC Two on Sunday is the new Simon Reeve series, Simon Reeve's South America. If you listen to this regularly, you'll know I'm not crazy about celebrity travelogues where we just watch famous people trotting around the place. Simon Reeve, I think, is different because to start with, he was a journalist and a travel writer, and he's a very winning presence on screen, but he also has a way of combining the travelogue with quite serious investigative stuff that gets at the real issues going on wherever it is he's visiting, in this case, South America. But also, Simon Reeve was just born to be on television. He's annoyingly handsome and very articulate and enthusiastic and empathetic. He's got it all. Anyway, that's Simon Reeve's South America on Sunday on BBC Two. I promised you lots of warm stuff, and don't worry, there's plenty of it, starting with the return of the Great British Bake Off on Tuesday on Channel 4, which is kind of, the, in many ways, the TV event of the week because it's it's one of the most beloved TV shows there is. It's a fixture on the TV calendar every year. I find there's always a moment when you start on a new series, The Great British Bake Off, where you feel slightly, here we go again, the same old thing. It's another bunch of twinkly bakers and the same editing and the same gags and the format. And can I be bothered? And then, bling, it gets you. And after about five minutes, you're completely on board again. You're caught up in it and who can make the best red velvet cake or whatever. And always the niceness is just off the scale. It's delightful people making lovely looking food and being very sweet to each other and putting up with Matt Lucas and Noel Fielding. It's a treat with one caveat that I'll come back to later. So that's Great British Bake Off Tuesday on Channel 4. More warmth and niceness. This time, with a bit of an edge of mad comedy, it's the return of Mortimer and Whitehouse Gone Fishing. That's on Friday, the day this pod comes out on BBC Two. This is the fifth series. There's nothing else like it on TV, really. People love this. I love this. It's just two middle-aged comedians who go to beautiful bits of Britain and they catch fish and they muck about a bit and they cook up some food and take the mick out of each other. And at one level, it's half an hour of very little. But at another, it's the most 
beautifully put together television there is with just glorious aerial shots of lovely scenery and riverscapes and little buzzing dragonflies and ducks and animals. And for some reason, the sort of contrast of all the grandeur and the beauty of it and then Bob Mortimer just falling over or, or clowning around or, or getting really overexcited and doing his tee-hee-hee-hee-hee laugh. It's a perfect combination of things. In the first one of this new series, he's, he's talking a lot about his weight. And there's a scene where he's in this farm shop in Devon talking to the woman behind the counter. And he goes, do you think I'm fat? Which, and it's hard to think of anybody else on TV who would do that, who'd just say that as part of a conversation with a member of the public. But that's Bob Mortimer. He's in a class of his own. He's a, he's a wonder. And in a way, this series feels like it's become the perfect outlet for his comedy. Obviously, Paul Whitehouse, no slouch either. And the weird thing is, he becomes almost like the straight man in the relationship, uh, even though obviously an incredibly funny man himself. Anyway, it's a gem of a series. It's back today, Friday the 9th of September, BBC Two, 9pm, and on iPlayer, of course. Right, more warm TV, and as one of my colleagues at Radio Times was saying, you could heat your home on this one. It's the return of all creatures great and small on Channel 5 on Thursday. Of course, it's the remake of the 1970s BBC drama, but it's become very much its own thing, and it's one of the jewels in Channel 5's crown now. It's a big hit around the world. It's the vets in the Yorkshire Dales in the 1930s, their sort of misadventures, funny and sad. We've reached the point where James and Helen, the two sort of main characters, are getting married. And for some reason, uh, in this first episode, James, he entrusts the wedding ring to Tristan, who is famously the most incredibly hopeless and unreliable person. So, of course... There are some hitches along the way, but it's all right in the end. And uh, fans will be so happy it's back. It's all creatures, great and small, lovely, cosy drama. But if you want the sort of real-life drama from sort of mid-20th century, ordinary people doing extraordinary things, My Grandparents' War on Channel 4 is probably aimed at a similar audience to All Creatures. So it's a bit annoying that it's scheduled at exactly the same time uh, next Thursday. This is the show where it's a bit like Who Do You Think You Are? It's famous people finding out about their families and what they got up to, but it has a really good, tight focus because, as the title suggests, it's just about what your grandparents did in the war. And in this case, it's Kit Harrington, the actor from Game of Thrones and other things, who is discovering what both sets of his grandparents did in World War II. And what they did was fairly extraordinary. Um, in one case, one of his grandfathers was... A spy worked in the Secret Services with Ian Fleming in the Caribbean, so kind of James Bond. Uh, and his grandmother, meanwhile, was working in the Bletchley Park of the Caribbean. And they had this extraordinary courtship and a very impressive story. And on the other side of the family, it's just as striking and very moving because that grandfather was caught up in the Italian campaign and all the horrors of Monte Cassino and ended up writing poetry about it, which Kit Harrington reads... And it's very moving. The whole thing's a good history lesson as well. And it's a personal story. And Kit Harrington himself is quite sweet about it because he obviously at some level quite likes the idea of being cast as James Bond but knows that he's a bit too short and he's probably missed the boat on that one. But he does like the idea that his grandfather kind of was James Bond. Anyway, that is My Grandparents' War. That's on Thursday on Channel 4. Right, that's enough 
cosy, warm stuff. Uh, and it's probably enough sort of returning series as well, because I do, I think on a podcast like this, what you really want to hear about is not the returning familiar series, but what's the new, new thing? What's the cool drama that's going to be my new binge watch that nobody knows about yet, but I, I want to get on board with and on that front i've got two suggestions for you very different things the first i'm afraid is on stars play streaming service which is not something everyone has i know but you can access it if you have amazon prime they've got a new show called the serpent queen and it's a drama about the life of Catherine de medici uh with samantha morton playing her and for people who've seen the great which is on channel four and is about Catherine the Great of Russia, this will sound similar in that it's another, it's a playful period drama about a woman fighting for relevance in what's very much a ridiculous man's world, in this case, 16th century France. And it has fun with the story. Catherine does little aside straight to camera like Fleabag or something. Uh, you've got Charles Dance, who's hamming it up as the Pope. You've got You've got loads of great people in the cast. It's got a very sparky script uh wonderful sets and costumes and craziness it's very like the great it's not as good as the great because very little is frankly uh, but even a slightly less witty the great is worth having and very good fun so that's the serpent queen that's on stars play from the 11th of september now something else that has a bit of an edge an interesting new drama but very different is Munich Games which starts on Friday the day this podcast comes out on Sky Atlantic. Uh it's probably a bit of a niche thing but some people will know and love an Israeli series called Fowder which was a big hit on Netflix it's a, a thriller about Israeli undercover agents and Palestinian militants and the sort of cat and mouse game between them well worth trying if you've never seen it by the way founder on netflix uh, there have been a few series of that now and one of the writers a woman called michelle aviram has written another actually political thriller munich games his the premise is a little bit complicated so in 1972 you have the munich massacre when terrorists uh, attacked the israeli olympic team in this drama it's the present day and there's a plan to have a commemorative football match to mark the 50th anniversary of that between a, a Munich club and a Tel Aviv club to show the enduring friendship between Germany and Israel, and it's all very political. But then there's a risk of history repeating itself because they uncover a potential terrorist attack at the match, uh, a bomb in the stadium. So... An Israeli agent and a German agent have to work together to prevent it. It's a good premise, it's well made, and it builds nicely. Sometimes maybe it's a bit sort of broad brush, but it's a thriller. It's it's basically the TV equivalent of an airport thriller paperback, uh, but a good airport thriller paperback, I'd say. So that's Munich Games, Scotlandic on Friday. Now, we come to my one to miss this week, and I, I do this every week, but I'm slightly breaking with tradition because I'm not trashing a whole program. I'm just saying don't watch the first two minutes of The Great British Bake Off, of the first episode. You you probably remember, they do they always do these little skits at the start of the, the series. Last time, it was the terrible sort of rock and roll band thing with poor Hollywood as Elvis. This time, for some reason, they do a sort of... Star Wars spoof, and it's awful. It's just, it's not 
terribly funny. It's like a kind of um, hail and pace sketch from 1983 or something. It feels always feels completely different to the rest of the show. So you have this weird lame bit of comedy and then ding, 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 the title music comes in. Um, and I, I, quite, I don't mind all the sort of surreal bits of comedy that they put in Great British Bake Off. I think it's great. I just wish they'd do them better um, and get, you know, writers in to actually work them up into something that works. I mean, this is more, it's kind of, you know, Princess Leia having pastries instead of the, the hair rings over his. It's That's a very old joke. So I'd say skip through that. You don't need to see Prue Leith as Chewbacca. Fast forward to the titles where they're, you know, shaking icing sugar onto raspberries. Skip it. That's all I've got for you this week. Of course, you can get the details and loads of background and lovely stories about all the stuff I've been talking about. That's all in Radio Times. You can buy the actual magazine in a shop. Imagine. Thanks very much for listening. My name's David Butcher. I'll speak to you again next Friday. So until then, bye for now and happy viewing. <laughs>